0: Welcome, everyone, into the Big Ten versus the SEC podcast. We are your hosts, Jeremy and
1: Roxanne. Our show covers all things Big Ten and SEC football. Yo,
0: VIP. Let's kick it. All right, let's talk about some real news around the conference, uh, although not in the Big Ten or the SEC. Uh, Florida State is still trying to find an exit out of the ACC. Uh, What are your thoughts about that?
1: So um, personally, I think that Florida State probably best fits within the Big Ten. But... Why? Their style of play. I just think that they have a better chance... Getting along um, in the Big Ten um, with other teams in that conference versus the SEC. I don't. I would like to see them in the SEC. I would like to see an in-state Florida, true, rivalry. I know Florida and Florida State already play at the end of the year every year, but that doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, if they were in conference, it would mean something.
0: Why? Why does that make it different, though? I mean that could. It, there's still a rivalry. Just, it
1: it is, but that could be the game. I mean, one day, not anytime soon, but that could be the game that is the SEC championship game.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's not. It's pretty tough to simulate what's gone on with Michigan, Ohio State at the end of the year.
1: Well, that's what both I was,
0: undefeated, basically a plan for the playoffs. Like that's going to be hard to duplicate. So when I look at it, I look at it as how can Florida State separate itself from the rest of the teams in the state? Because when it all comes down, it boils down to recruiting. So you want another team in the SEC in the state of Florida? Like Then it's just like pick one or the other. Like Or you got a Big Ten team now in the state of Florida. You get to host a whole bunch of different teams. Yeah, I'm— from u s c to Oregon to Michigan to Ohio State, and I mean you can name off teams in the S e c as well but i th- I just think that that would be that would make it them unique um that's assuming that Miami doesn't jump ship with them and and go as well, which I don't think that's right now is is feasible maybe it is
1: I just think that most people um well, not most people. I'll just say I would think that Florida State fans um, would like to see a rematch of that Florida State-Georgia game.
0: I I think most of college football would not.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, well, I, I mean, that's your opinion, but I do think that Florida State fans no, would like to see that.
0: That is that's the whole country's opinion. That was a. <laughs> That was not even worth watching.
1: No, but that's because of what...
0: I mean, they sat their whole team. I yeah. get it. Right. But, like, if you're going to make a statement, don't even show up to the game. Then you make a statement. Don't just
1: I don't know that that let was your option. second
0: string go out like there and get that's... their ass handed to them.
1: Well, okay, we'll agree to disagree on this one, but... I think we both agree that the Big 10 actually would be the better place for Florida State to yeah. go.
0: Well, there's advantages. I I mean, obviously the SEC is the SEC. Like the, there is an advantage going to the SEC. I don't know if that advantage is winning more games. Because it's definitely going to be more uh, of I don't a know that
1: advantage would be winning more games if yeah. they were to go into the SEC now. So. I mean, I feel like that's
0: I mean, if you're a coach, which t- which conference would you rather join? It's got to be the Big Ten, cause Let's be honest, like, and I'm for the Big Ten. But we got some teams in there that you you're you're marking W next to it weeks in advance because you know that's going to be a win. Or I don't know if you have quite as many teams in the SEC. No, we
1: probably don't have that many teams in the SEC that. I mean, you we do would...
0: have your Vanderbilt's. Yeah. Um, and which is sad because that, I feel like. Vanderbilt could be good but it's used as such a stepping stone to other teams. They can't really keep any coaches in place. Kind of like Kentucky. Kentucky kind of kind of sniffs you know that championship, that SEC championship, but they're just you know, there's the Georgia and the Bama's and then there's everyone else. At least you know the last 5 to 10 years.
1: Well, for the case of Kentucky, I mean, they're looking to change their offensive coordinator, right? So,
0: Uh, yes. What does that have to do with anything?
1: I'm just saying they might not always. Kentucky has years, years where they're (laughs) years. I can't, yeah, where they're good. And then, I mean, Kentucky to me is, and again, I'm for the SEC. So, Kentucky to me. Has their time to shine, but they're definitely not a Vandy. Sorry, Vandy fans, but yeah. that's, mean, you know, you know where you stand.
0: Yes. Vanderbilt has their host of challenges as does Kentucky.
1: Yeah. But I mean, when I
0: argue it's, it's just a basketball school. I mean, they have been solid. I will give them that solid the last couple of years. Um, I don't feel like you're an actual contender until you're able to beat Georgia or at the time Alabama, and let let's be honest, Kentucky has not looked competitive against those teams. Yeah, Do we agree on that? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you say SEC, I say Big Ten.
1: No, Big I, I say no. <laughs> I say Big Ten. I say Big Ten. I do think that their style of play, I think that that is the better choice for them. I just think that Florida State fans fans not the team, not the coaches, not the school, uh, would like to see uh, them move to the SEC so they could have more of those Southern rivalry games.
0: Okay. I'll get on board with that. Let's move on uh, just because they are still an ACC team and this is a Big Ten and SEC podcast Uh, news this week. Saban is going to be co-hosting on game day. Is this a surprise to you?
1: No. No. He's guest hosted a few times um off season, I believe. I think that he's a good fit. I am interested to see how that goes when game day is featuring an Alabama game, though.
0: Well Corso's getting that kind of cringy. Like, you love him, but you're, you're, it's a little cringy when he's on camera. Uh, it's like the Joe Biden when he's up giving a speech. Like, he's, he's just not all there.
1: Oh, on this last season, there were a lot of times uh, watching Game Day where Corso was beyond cringy, where they made him dress up a few times. And I was just like, why are they doing this to this man? Um, so if Sabin is replacing Corso, which I... There's no news around that, right? Nobody said that. Uh, I think it will be a good fit. Even if he's not replacing him, I think he'll be a good fit on game day. Uh, I just, I think it'll be interesting to see what it's like when um, SEC teams are on game day.
0: Yeah, just to piggyback on what you said, uh, I, I thought he was going to do this a couple years ago. I don't, I mean, when you watch him on the Alabama sidelines, he didn't look as vested
1: He's pulling his hair out. He looks like he's about (laughs) to lose his mind. Not, I mean, he's always looked like that when he's definitely a person that has a fiery, um, I won't say temper demeanor when it comes to his team, but, um, he was just looking rough these last couple of years. I
0: don't think he had the same fire, especially this year in his, uh, pregame, postgame, uh, what? interviews like it just he didn't have that same fire to him like i just of course i felt that way last year but you knew it was coming You knew he was getting close because he he wasn't the same coach he was five years ago uh you know he wasn't darth vader like indestructible he just i mean you saw michigan 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 looked like alabama of you know five years ago where it's just their lines it just look more talented, which is a head scratcher because when you look at, you know, recruiting rankings, Bam Bama's still recruiting in a very high rank.
1: Yeah, it's just a new ball game though, uh, with the transfer portal and having kids come in and go and not necessarily stick around for more than maybe a season. And I don't really know that Saban knew how to handle that.
0: Yeah, I can. I mean, it's not just him. I think we're having a lot of coaches jump ship for, the, especially the NFL. Uh, which we may or may not address later in this uh, podcast, but just to keep things rolling, we're going to move on. Uh, some uninteresting news. Uh, looks like Georgia added another tight end. The rich getting richer. Uh, his name is Ben Eurosik. Um He's out of Stanford. I guess he had a pretty, pretty decent career. I guess he was hurt most of the le- uh, excuse me most of the year last year. Uh, career fifty six catches seven hundred fourteen yards six touchdowns. Um, I don't know that he's going to be quite or, or have quite the same ability as was it Brock Bowers. I mean that guy was a that was a different kind of football
1: player. Well, coming from Stanford, I don't know right off jump um, if he's. I mean, maybe maybe it's easy for him to get with a program at georgia maybe it's difficult like we won't really know until we see him in a game
0: i mean how did ohio state miss out on him Aww. you know
1: yeah I'd like to
0: know where lou holtz is right now what he said about our team what he said about our team i cannot believe this is a tough team right here we're proud to be from ohio and it's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. Oh, my God. That's still my favorite sound bite. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see how he does. I'm not sure. Um, of course, we're talking about Ohio State, too. Um, they've shelled out quite a bit of cash this year. Um, uh, and then there's also the controversy with Herb Street. Um, they're accusing the flip of number one quarterback in this last class, Dylan Riola, uh, which he ended up ultimately flipping from Georgia, going to Nebraska, which was shocking. I think to, I want to say even Nebraska fans were probably shocked.
1: I don't. I don't know that Herb Street really had any um, influence over him. Maybe um, there's been a couple interviews with Herb Street um, since that news, fake news, whatever it is, came out where he said, yeah, maybe I said, oh, that's a good program or I like that coach or whatever it was. But he doesn't think that any had any major influence on Dylan. Um, But it is a shocking flip. Like what in God's green earth? Why? Other than, I don't know, does Nebraska even have that kind of NIL money to give to anybody? Like I'm very, very confused.
0: I mean, you can't you can't out Ohio State, the Ohio States and the Georgias like they're going to have a ton of money. Like Nebraska's football team has kind of been a dumpster fire for a while. Um, How this happens, I don't I can't. I don't know. He had to be offered money. Like there's no doubt in my mind. But maybe he just. He wants to play right away and that's an opportunity there.
1: He was going to be the, um, he potentially could have been the starting quarterback in Nebraska versus maybe having to compete.
0: And you never know, you know, kids grow up fans of certain teams, whether they oh, have any choice random, about it or I not. Guess. He could have, you know, he could've, it could have, it could have been his team that he always want, you know, wanted to play for. It's just, um, Georgia was, you know, <laughs> has a little more to offer and that's why he, you know, at first was committed to Georgia, but. Pretty surprising. But do I think Herb Street had any play in him switching to Nebraska? No. I mean, these are, you know, 17, 18 year old kids. Like, they change their mind when the wind blows. So, uh, and if you look at some of the stuff out there with Herb Street, like, and it's pretty sad that he has to defend himself. Like, can we just, like, take a breath? Like, that he has to worry about his job because someone. Drew the lines that Herb Street convinced this kid to pick a different team. Come on,
1: yeah, no, it's silly. I mean, it's beyond silly, really.
0: All right, uh, I think a couple days ago, Sarkeesian, uh, that's the head coach for University of Texas. He confirmed his starting quarterback next year will be Q, uh, Quinn Ewers. Uh, so, Arch Manning, it, do you th- one? Arch Manning sitting sitting the bench. Can you see him on board with sitting the bench another year in college football? Because his NIL is already huge and he ain't done anything in college football.
1: Uh maybe. Uh because of what you just said. His NIL is huge. He hasn't done anything. But at the same time, as a player, you want to be able to play. So are you willing to potentially ride the pine pony for another season? I don't really understand Sarkeesian come out and saying this so far ahead of the season. There is no upside at all.
0: Uh, I agree. I mean, you always want to keep, you know, everyone, even if uh, you have a returning starter that went to the playoffs. Like everyone knows he's the starting quarterback, but you want to keep that competition at least with inside you're building while you know there's no advantage of naming the starting quarterback for next year in february
1: no and not unless he is trying to get rid of arch manning somehow by the via the transfer portal or i mean what why would you tell this kid oh p.s by the way you are going to be the backup
0: yeah it's a very good question Uh, Let's see. Um, In some other news, uh, Washington Huskies uh, did pin another defensive coordinator. His name is Steve Belichick.
1: Might have heard of him.
0: Yeah, you might recognize that last name. He is the son of the great Bill Belichick, who is unemployed right now.
1: Mm, That's true.
0: Yeah, he can't get a job here. Not even the Falcons would take him. So maybe he's done. Maybe he, much like Sabin needs to get on to, like, a, a, a announcing or something. I mean. Sportscasting.
1: Something. Right? Something. Something that's not football related because I don't think that anyone wants to hire him. I mean, that's what it seems like so far. I mean, things could change. Uh, it's really early in the year, but I don't foresee that happening.
0: Well, just a little bit about him. He did spend 12 years as an assistant for his dad at the with the Patriots um, and then five years as a play caller. So this is not someone you're just hiring based off his last name. Like, he does have experience. This is NFL experience, which every college team wants to have.
1: I mean, I think he'll do well. I, with um, the Huskies losing their head coach, uh, having – I don't know that it's going to serve them any worse to have more new blood in their system. Um, And like you said, coming from the NFL uh, could be a big advantage for them.
0: And, of course, they did sign uh, the head coach from Arizona, Jed Fish, seven-year deal, of course, after DeBoer uh, leaves for Alabama and taking pretty much his entire uh, coaching staff. All right. Next up, Michigan. Looks like they've got a defensive coordinator in place. His name, which I do love, Wink Martindale. Oh, what a great name, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just so a lot of people have no idea probably who this guy is, unless you were like a Ravens fan or a Giants fan. Um, he did uh, coordinate the defense for the Giants this past two years. Um, wasn't hugely successful <laughs> wow <laughs> um, prior to that he uh, six years as a linebackers coach four years uh, as a defense coordinator for the Ravens um I think this is a really good hire so he's actually the grandfather to if you want to call him that to the not actual grandfather but he grandfathered the defensive scheme that basically changed things. For Michigan uh, as far as you know after the 2020 season they went to a whole different defensive scheme they fired their defensive coordinator Don Brown um, which many of the um, people surrounding football around that region thought they should have done that a few years previous uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh was very um, reluctant to do so but it, it ended up re- uh, turning out really well for that team um, so he grandfathered that whole defensive scheme that they've been running after With them, it started out with Mike McDonald and then uh, of course he would leave and go be the defensive coordinator for the Ravens they uh, hired Jesse Minter he I think I believe he did two years as defensive coordinator and then of course uh, he's following Jim to the NFL for uh, the Chargers and then Mike McDonald's actually the head coach for the Seattle Seahawks, which um, he also, related news, he's going to take Jim's son, Jay. Um, I don't know what position coach he's going to be, possibly special teams. Because um, that's what he was uh, coaching at Michigan. Jay Harbaugh, was a special teams coordinator.
1: I understand um, the connection with the Seahawks now Um, I was very confused at first why in the world he would go there Uh, you and I have discussed this previously that you thought that he would stay with his dad Um, I was surprised
0: (laughs) I was like shocked
1: and I thought maybe he just felt like it was time to get out from under his wing so
0: I mean those of you that you know you see Jay Harbaugh working for Jim Harbaugh. You you don't... I feel like there's a little bit... Like, lack of respect outside that program. I guess if you haven't worked with Jay Harbaugh, you think, well, the only reason this guy has a, a job is because his dad's the head coach.
1: Well, this proves differently, right?
0: But, yeah, so, I mean, the fact that an, a new NFL coach... It, you know, I'm pretty sure just, he was probably intended to follow his father to the Chargers, but an opportunity like this, to, yeah, like you said, get out from you know Papa's wing, see what you can do. But I, I would expect either he's going to do something. He's not. He's not going to be the defensive coordinator. No, I wouldn't think. I mean, well, he might do.
1: might be surprised.
0: Maybe like a. I don't mean no. I I think his best skills are appropriated towards special teams coordinator so that's that would be my guess what he will be heading up But we'll see um they also let's see it's been a little over a week now they've also promoted their quarterbacks coach kirk campbell to offensive coordinator um which
1: makes sense right yeah
0: i mean uh sharon moore of course the head coach now i mean worked you know, shoulder to shoulder with him. So
1: has it been said um, if Sharon is, is play calling?
0: Uh, Kirk Campbell will be play. Call- I'm sure he's going to be like Jim Harbaugh. Uh, all the important decisions are going to go through him. Uh, but when you look back on Michigan's season, um, I don't know that they had to be super dynamic in the play calling they made plays when they had to, but nothing was like super dynamic about their play calling, and a lot of it had Harbaugh's stamp on it. It felt like we were running Harbaugh's offense, not Sharon's. Even in the games that uh, Harbaugh was suspended for, I mean, I mean Penn State. You ran the ball the entire second half. It was incredible to say that they ran. You know what I mean? That's and there were, that was some, there were some.
1: There were some go ahead you know, plays on fourth down. Right. Um, that coach Moore said were his, that, but that coach Harbaugh had said, you, you do you. Right. Um, but like you said, there's nothing, there wasn't anything dynamic, um, or new or original about any of the play calling.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the frustrating thing that would be if you were a Michigan fan is J.J. McCarthy is a talented, talented quarterback. He's not going number one because he played in the Michigan offense. If this kid had been in at Ohio State or USC, do you think this kid's going number one?
1: I mean, I'm not sure. I'll be very interested to see where J.J. goes.
0: You think he's first round?
1: Definitely first round.
0: I'd say after I'd say he's mid mid rounder right now, just based on what the picks are somewhere 15 to 20. Um, I'd say there's a pretty good chance once he starts doing the interviews and the time is 40 and you look at his strength, like he's stronger than what people think he is and the kid's tough. So I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if that kid moves up the draft board. However, i I don't think he's going to get uh, Jim Jim Harbaugh's world, or in his, Jim Harbaugh's world, the number one quarterback in the
1: No, in I don't know. Draft. He's not going to be the number one draft pick um, overall. That's highly unlikely. Do I think that he's going to be in the top 10? Yes. Do I think he's going to be even the first quarterback selected? No, probably not.
0: Yeah, that would be that he would have to have an incredible couple of months for. Well, that we'll to see take how those. the combined
1: goes too, right?
0: So, yeah, I mean, when they start measuring his hand size. Maybe, maybe that could uh, move him up a couple spots. <laughs> uh, also, let's see. We're sticking with Michigan's got a lot going on here. Ward Manuel's gonna be the chair playoff committee, or the ch- or excuse me, the chairman for the playoff committee. Boy, he's uh he's not Mister Popular right now, um, yeah. with Michigan fans, um. And what we also so when we heard about this, we went and looked up to see what exactly um, they pay these guys to do this, and we found out that they don't pay them anything. Because we were like, I was curious why these were all like guys that played like thirty years ago or or Athletic director, like ex-coaches, why, why do we not have coaches. any fans in these positions? If anything, a fan has probably watched more football in the last five years than Ward Manuel. Like he's running a pretty large athletic department; he probably doesn't have time on Saturday to watch. No, he's definitely not watching football. football
1: all day. I my initial like Google search was how does the playoff committee get selected? And so what happens is that there are a hundred people nominated and then they get selected. You, I could not find who selects them or what it. it's just, I guess the current members then get to pick the new upcoming members and you can only serve for a certain amount of time. I believe it's, I believe it's five years, but don't quote me on that. And so as people leave, new people are selected from this pool of 100 candidates into the committee. But I do think, like you said, fans or maybe people outside of athletic directors, ex-players, that pool of candidates could be expanded to make it more interesting.
0: Why not make it their job? You know what I mean? Like make it their job for however long, like for five years Pay them, and then bring those cameras. Let us hear those discussions. Edit it. Make it a show. Make it more than just the coming out with what the actual the list committee is.
1: said. This is what you get. Yeah, right. Let's,
0: let's hear. Let's who's having the conversations. Let's. You know what I mean.
1: I'd really. I, I. mean obviously we'd all like to be a fly on the wall when it comes to how they decide. You know the playoff situation
0: and the worst thing like the stupidest thing you hear is like ward Manuel excuses himself when they talk about michigan sure he does they all know he's a michigan fan <laughs> like what the hell he's got a excuse i gotta go take a crap i'll be back in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah you guys talk done. about
1: michigan yeah. i'll be i'll be in the other room like, real quick you, like you're telling knows. me
0: nobody knows that he's a he's the god dang athletic director there He's probably got slight bias towards Well, Michigan. there
1: are several athletic directors yeah. or former athletic directors. And don't tell me that they don't have some type of tie with their school still. Like, yeah.
0: what? Okay. But there's there still might be some insight weighing the fact that he might be biased. You'd still want to hear what he has to say. I mean, are you kidding me? So, yeah, there's some slight changes me personally would do is, of course... Get those cameras in there. I want to know who's saying what. You know, who's saying Florida State shouldn't be in that uh, in that four-team playoff. You know what I mean? Of course, I don't know if they would want to be
1: yeah, well.
0: <laughs> identified by Florida State fans. They'd probably burn this house down. Well, that's true. Well, um, let's see. we got some other news going on. Let's uh, step away from Michigan and let's go to to know where lou holtz is right now what he said about our team what he said about our team i cannot believe this is a tough team right here we're proud to be from ohio and it's always been ohio against the world and it'll continue to be ohio against the world but i'll tell you what i love those kids and we got a tough team do they drug test at ohio state
1: <laughs> maybe not
0: uh, all right so You had Bill O'Brien come in. and By the way, talk about winning the offseason. Holy smokes. Ohio State, between the recruits coming in, the coaching carousel, we had Bill O'Brien. He was set to be the next uh, offensive coordinator. He came in for a couple weeks. He was going to get play-calling duties. Ryan Day was going to step away. And then this guy goes and takes the head coaching position for Boston College. Now, the rivals say that's in response to Wink Martindale. Whether or not that actually rings any truth to it remains to be seen. But then, then, are you kidding me? Chip Kelly, the head coach, head coach of UCLA, leaves UCLA to go become the offensive coordinator for the Buckeyes, what in the hell? I
1: don't, I'm, don't really know what kind of twilight zone we are living in right now, where uh, a head coach of, a you know, a fairly reputable team. This is not uh, Nebraska, for instance, leaves to go be an offensive coordinator at a different school within their conference.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, l- let's put things in perspective. Of course, UCLA, that's probably one of the hardest places to, to coach. You have so many challenges. I mean, you USC has proven that you can win a championship there. Yes. I'm sure UCLA and I, I'm sure their fans are going to chime in and say, we won a championship in 1943 or whatever. Nobody cares. Within the last 20 years, UCLA has been what UCLA is. And that's, what, seven wins?
1: Okay at best. Yeah.
0: I mean, the ceiling is not very high. Chip Kelly knows it. Chip Kelly took an offensive coordinator position just to not have you guys pay him an absorbent amount of money, make less money to go work as an offensive well, coordinator. I, I I'm been. sure he, I mean, did. let's be honest. He had one year left. They're firing. Don't get me wrong. He's getting fired. He lost his, his star quarterback that he brought in to Oregon for uh, Oregon, shelled out some cash to get him to go up there. But you, who's going to run your offense?
1: Oh, I mean, I don't know. This is going to – I'd like to see what UCLA does um, with this decision and who they decide to bring in.
0: And who knows – so the rumors are he wants to get back to the NFL. I mean, that seems to be the consistent theme here. If you're a coach in the NCAA right now, you want to get back to the NFL. It's just between the transfer portal, the, the NIL stuff. Like, it's the wild, wild west. And it's hard to build anything – Because anyone can grab any any recruits, any player on your team at any time. Used to be you just used to recruit new recruits. You never had to recruit your own players. Oh,
1: exactly. I mean, again.
0: It was exhausting before. I can only imagine what it's like right now.
1: It's just a constant cycle of recruiting. It never ends.
0: All right. Well, let's move on. We got some Penn State. They've had a pretty quiet off-season. Usually Franklin's in the news. We haven't heard anything. I mean, it's still early. We're in in February. Uh, But there's some interesting things. You got Oregon coming into the Big Ten. Do you think Oregon comes in and is immediately going to push Penn State back? Backwards. So instead of being the third-best team, which they've been for the last... Three years. Are they now the fourth best team?
1: Yes. I think they...
0: um, Who's the best team going in next year from right now?
1: From right now? Ohio State. Yeah. Is the best team going into for next year. Who's Um, number two? Michigan. Michigan. I know there's a lot of unknowns, um, but... I think that they have a solid plan. It's just fitting the right people into that plan.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Michigan's number two. They don't have their coach. They don't have...
1: They have a coach.
0: They don't have the coach.
1: No, they don't have the coach, but they do have just a coach. he didn't
0: stay, like, he is arguably already... The best coach they've ever had, and I think most Michigan fans would probably agree with that. Am
1: I wrong? Yeah, but I was. Am I wrong?
0: Well, am I wrong? You're not wrong. All right. Um, yeah. So well, where do you
1: think Michigan is then?
0: I, I might have them until I see. Now things can change. I don't know if you can really take anything from these spring games, but they need some talent. We got some unknowns at the most important position in the entire football team.
1: It's just really hard for me to take the reigning national champions and then say maybe they're the third or fourth or fifth best team in the Big Ten this this
0: year. This ain't Georgia and Alabama. They ain't been recruiting in the top three year in and year out. Michigan's averaged almost in the teens in recruiting. That was so. That's that was that was what was so incredible about beating those teams that they beat last year. On paper, they had no business winning those games, but here they did. They pushed around those teams. They didn't just beat them; they embarrassed them. Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State. You might have to pass the ball against Penn State. They just ran the ball all afternoon. Like I don't know if anything's. More embarrassing than the way Penn State lost last year. You knew they were gonna run and you couldn't do anything about it. No, they didn't stop them at all. So So what what uh you I think right now I've got Michigan below Penn State. Just okay. with just with now Michigan does have a defense.
1: Okay, so who are your one, two, three then?
0: Right now, Ohio State. Okay. And that's probably consensus. I'm pretty sure everybody's got just based off the millions of dollars they've spent in NIL. What about Georgia? No, no, no. I'm not talking. I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking
1: about in your conference. conference.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, Georgia's definitely my number one team if (laughs) you're talking about.
1: Okay, in your conference.
0: And then I've got Ohio State too, but that's a different conversation. In the Big Ten conference, Ohio State, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: number one. I got Oregon number two. Okay, I think they're returning so much talent. Like, if you have Ohio State as spending the most NIL so far, I got Oregon right behind them. So I think Oregon's going to have a pretty successful year, their first year in the Big Ten. Any arguments? On no, I don't
1: theory? have any. I don't have any arguments there. I do believe that that is the case, but at the same time, it is a new conference.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's always a learning curve. They don't know these teams. There's always the possibility that some team could sneak up on you because you don't know them. You didn't see them last Are year.
1: Are you? Is this a rating of like how they start the season or how you think they'll end the season?
0: No, this is how I think the season is going to play out. Okay. If I had to get, if I had to lay out who is going to be the winner of the Big Ten next year, I have to pick Ohio State. Based off talent, Michigan has an incredible defense. Are they coming back? We don't know yet. Yeah, They're losing their almost their entire. No, they are losing their entire defensive staff. You, you know, the portal opens up, I think, in May. Like, that'll be telling whether or not this defense stays intact. Because this was the best defense in college football last year. And they're returning. You're losing maybe one or two players. But all the big dogs are coming back. Um, all
1: the big ducks.
0: We're talking about Michigan. Oh. So no. I thought
1: you were still talking no. about Oregon. No. Was, because they have a bunch of returning players. Yeah. So. so
0: we got... Back it up. We've got Ohio State, number one. I don't think there's any argument about it. Okay. Now, you do have to play the games. It'll be interesting to see if you're able to create cohesiveness and all those stuff that... Um, you just don't know right now. You won't know until you see it on the field. And I don't have Ohio State's uh uh schedule pulled up, but with, you know, the realignment, we're going to find out pretty quick um how good this team is, but I you know, I I have them as my pick for the Big 10 today. This could change. It depends what, you know, these other teams do and and I and I've got Oregon right behind them. Okay. So one or two.
1: And then Michigan...
0: Michigan, Michigan, Penn State. I'm going to give Penn State, just because they're bringing back an experienced quarterback. That is, that, that is so helpful to bring back an experienced quarterback. Now, you're not bringing back Caleb Williams at the quarterback position. I think right now, Michigan, they've got some quarterback talent... They're not talentless. They don't have J.J. McCarthy waiting in the wings. Is that a fair assumption?
1: No, I mean, it is fair.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think that. I think the the unknowns are too great to make any other conclusions at this point.
0: Yeah, so maybe, and like I said, maybe, maybe my uh, opinion will change. Maybe even after the spring games. I don't know, but. Michigan has some moves to do. They've this whole hardball getting a new coach like this kind of interrupted the flow. And maybe there's some quarterbacks out there that were waiting to let things settle with Michigan. And they might they might already have their eye on somebody. So that's a possibility. I mean, yeah, we only there's just know so what much we, know, we right? don't know. But right now, if both teams played with what they had, I would have to lean towards Penn State because Penn State has a great defense every year. So even if Michigan's slightly better, I would say there's a lot of question marks with Michigan's offense. Quarterback, wide receiver, Donovan Edwards coming back. Great news for Michigan. Is it the Donovan Edwards against Ohio State two years ago or is it the Donovan Edwards we saw for most of this season. Now he mm. did last year. He did have uh, surgery during the off season, so maybe that played a bigger effect in how he played. But I think he's just a different kind of runner. I felt like they were trying to run him like he was Blake Corum. He's not a Blake he's Corum not. runner. He's not. Yeah, they're trying to run him. Straight up the middle, while he's kind of an outside runner, he's got he's a one cut and go runner, and yeah. we saw that against Washington, the national champion firsthand.
1: Okay, so top five. Then who's your fifth pick?
0: Does it matter? No, it? I just, nobody knows.
1: Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody
0: knows. Uh,
1: for the SEC, um, for me, I would say Georgia, number one.
0: Wow. Shocker, right?
1: Uh, I'm still gonna put Alabama at number two. I don't know what that's gonna look like, truly, Um, but I feel like those kids also have something to prove now. That
0: has something to prove.
1: Well, still Alabama at number two. Okay. Maybe I don't. Maybe my reasons aren't there other than they've been a strong school in the past. Like, why wouldn't their program continue to be strong? I, well, with, they do
0: have a good coach coming in.
1: No, they do have a good coach. Uh,
0: does Do I agree with everything he's done? Like, bring his entire staff from Washington? I don't know. It's I don't not, know if it's, it's going to be like... It's his
1: entire staff. There were two returning...
0: Majority of his staff.
1: Yeah, it is. Is
0: it... Should he came... In, I mean, if, if Saban had anything... He had great coaches.
1: Oh, I agree. Why
0: wouldn't you want to pick? I don't
1: know. Off? I don't. Maybe they just That's, were like, well, they, mean, it was at, their time too. at
0: least for recruiting. You want to pick those guys off. Uh, it, I feel like it's going to be a challenge. And I don't know how patient Alabama fans are going to be with this coaching staff. Yeah, I could be wrong. It, it might work. Right. I mean, they're returning a, a pretty dynamic quarterback. He's only going to get better. Um, Now, he did not look great against Michigan, but um, like we talked about early in the podcast, that was the best defense in college football. This is a very young quarterback. Uh, Throughout the season, this kid has gotten better and better and better. At this stage in his career, he went up against, I mean something that was impossible for him at that stage in his career to overcome yeah that's all quarterbacks was he a sophomore so yeah he was outplayed and it you can't just put it on him either the the alabama offensive line was outplayed that center that center are you kidding i know well that i cannot believe
1: (laughs) i cannot (laughs) believe either okay we got sidetracked a little bit. Um, one, Georgia. Two, Alabama. Three, Texas. New. Faces. Strong.
0: They look team. like an SEC team. Right. Before coming in the SEC. Right. Much like when A&M came in a few years ago. Like, I think Texas is going to be just fine. Um, so I got Georgia. Like, I think. I'd like to hear someone say they don't have Georgia as number, number one. one. Yeah, like get real. Um, um, now, what we saw against Florida State that could be fool's goal. We're you, you that, outside that looking in? That was fool's in, goal. That was like, fool's goal. Wow, I, I'm no defender of Florida
1: State, but yeah. like that—that that is not a true representation of either team, right? That was like Georgia playing against high school people.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> Florida state literally brought their polo team out to play football for that game. Cause they just didn't have right. players, which why would you, why would you after being snubbed going undefeated? Like why, what motivation do you have to play in that game? Why take the chance of getting hurt? Like it's not worth it. Like, and I can't, I can't blame them. Georgia came to play. Like, there's no doubt about that. Georgia was all about it. Um, I do like that about them. That's one of the teams that, you know They didn't make the playoffs, but they came to play. They came to make a statement. Maybe it was easier uh, to do without having Florida's starting offense or defense out there. But we'll see this year. Um, if there's anything that's going to be exciting this year is schedules. Yeah. Like there's going to be less cupcakes, more. And, of course, with that, there's going to be more losses. So that's going to take some adjustment from fan bases one loss at the beginning of the season it ain't gonna be the end of the world. We're doing twelve team playoff folks. So but I got like I said, Georgia number one, Texas coming in at number two. Okay. Um number three is not who you think it is. I got Tennessee. That's
1: that's my number four.
0: Tennessee. So number I have three
1: georgia alabama texas tennessee right now
0: number four old miss bama not even in my top four. Oh
1: man i don't know we'll see about that like i'm very in, i'm
0: if not now lane when that's my question it's greatest greatest coach in football just retired when if you can't do it now you you need to go up to ucla and take the job
1: I mean, that might happen. We don't know. I mean, I don't think so.
0: It... All right, let's move on. We've talked enough about that. And then, of course, this will probably change two weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Iowa, not their offense. Um, of course, uh, or lack thereof. They, well, they did hire uh, Tim Lester um, trying to inject life back into that offense. Uh, he's from Western Michigan. He was a head coach, an analyst from the Packers. Um, he, to me, has the easiest job in college football. I, just to improve Iowa's offense? It can't go anywhere <laughs> but up. It can't get worse. That was... You can't even call that football. That was so bad. So bad. And you had a really good... You, you had a defense... In my opinion, that was, they should have been, any of those games they played last year, if they had some semblance of an offense, should have all went into the fourth quarter. But they didn't because of the offense. And it's crazy to me because this is arguably tight end you. Like there's a lot of tight ends that come out of there, but they can't seem to get a quarterback. And they've they've had solid running backs come out of there. Offensive line, wide receiver, not so much. Um, so is that the issue? They can't get a quarterback and a wide receiver. Is it is that vital? Do you need at least some semblance of talent at those positions? You
1: need not just one or the other. You can't have a really great quarterback and that's a throwing quarterback and. Zero great wide receivers, right? You can't have a really great wide receiver and not have a really good throwing quarterback. Now, you can have a quarterback that is mediocre at throwing and a really great wide receiver. Or you could have a really strong quarterback and a mediocre wide receiver, but you better have some other plan.
0: Do you think they would they would actually fire their coach? Maybe. If there's no improvement, do you think he's on the hot seat? Because I f- I feel like teams like Iowa, like they're very patient with their, their coaches.
1: I mean, if they take anything from um, Florida's book, then no, they're not going to fire their coach. They're just going to embrace the suck until something changes.
0: Well, Florida's... Florida's an enigma.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't really.
0: What? I mean, we could do a whole podcast on just what they're doing wrong in Florida. You should. There's no reason you shouldn't win 10 games every year if you coach Florida, Florida State, Miami. There's no reason. There's so much talent in that state.
1: And talent doesn't equal...
0: Coaching. Wins. Well, coaching uh, well, talent. Coaching talent equals wins.
1: wins. Talent itself doesn't equal wins. Hence, I am not really sure. And listen, um, Florida has been on a coaching carousel.
0: There's no stability in it. Right?
1: E- for, a, for the last
0: oh, 15 years. Does Napier make it through the whole season?
1: I'm gonna go no.
0: Now I remember when. He, well,
1: now that's not fair. I I don't know. This is hard.
0: You know my what I think is gonna happen by Felicia. Yeah, I think he's gone. I don't think he makes it through mid season. I don't think mid season, but ten
1: ten games in.
0: Um, I don't have their schedule pulled up, but I could probably narrow somewhere on their schedule where i'm like okay like if he's lost this this and this he's probably yeah on his way out i
1: can see i could see that i mean i like and i said that,
0: and and i'm not judging florida if they do that like you almost if you want the best candidate you can get you have to fire that coach in season this is not like it was you know 20 years no, you ago. can't wait yeah. You Can't
1: wait until the end of the season and be like, "Oh crap, that was a shitty season. We need a new coach now."
0: Yeah, he, nah, we he's don't. Have, he's have time. paid millions of dollars a year. No. Like he'll be fine, uh, but I don't see him making it through the year. I see another tough season for for uh, Florida, uh, and it, it all revolves one around their quarterback. Like, if Graham Mertz is your starting quarterback. He does not care about his job. What
1: kind of decision? Who who made that decision? Did Billy Napier make that decision to bring Mertz in? Who knows? Um,
0: so when I, but he went along with well, it. Well, when right? I originally <laughs> when I originally saw it, I thought he was just trying to create a backup behind whoever his starter was. Mm-hmm. That was wrong. Wrong. Yeah he he <laughs> apparently brought him in to be. And if you go back. The year before, while he was at Wisconsin, excuse me, he, he was terrible. Like, what did he see in Graham Mertz at Wisconsin that led him to believe this was going to be your quarterback to help build this program into a powerhouse?
1: No idea.
0: If anything, Graham Hertz looked like a second string quarterback or a third string quarterback. It's not a starting quarterback in college football, but here we are. Well, let's move on. I can't. I can't have this conversation. I can't be the fortune teller all the time, even though I foresee <laughs> what's going to happen in Florida. Sorry about that. Gator fans. It is what it is. And I, and I think most Gator fans would probably be on board with what I just said there.
1: Oh yeah. Raging dumpster fire. They, That's not, it's not a shocker. That's definitely not a surprise. So,
0: so. All right. Lastly, um, we're going to skip through some of this, uh, they did have Senior Bowl week not that long ago. It was within last week. I know we're a little late getting to it, but uh, just some high risers. We don't necessarily need to, to talk about them. We'll just kind of mention them. Darius Robinson, uh, he's an edge, edge rusher for Mizzou. Um, he had a tremendous week, um, was near unblockable. Uh, also, Jackson Powers Johnson, he's a Oregon lineman. Uh, he may have actually played himself into the first round. Um, and then, of course, you had two wide receivers, Ladd McConkey for Georgia, Roman Wilson. Roman Wilson, nobody could defend him at all. Which brings questions back to what we talked about earlier, Michigan's offense. Like, did they have more talent than what we knew they had?
1: I mean, I think so. I just, I'm, I'm happy for Roman Wilson really being able to go out there and shine because um, it's very possible that he, he played himself into a um a better pick
0: all right so we're gonna shut it down for today um we will be back next week um reliving all the news of the week um that we find interesting with the big 10 versus the SEC. roxanne if you want to let them know how they can follow us
1: you can find us on all of these socials at Big Ten versus S E C. That's B-I-G 10 V S S E C.
0: All right, thanks again. Have a good week.
1: Thank you for listening to the Big Ten versus SEC podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share our podcast with your friends. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch via social media at Big Ten vs. SEC. That's big one zero V 0 vssec See you next week for a new episode.